0: Ignite your best life,
1: yoga is the spark. You're listening to Brett Larkin on the podcast where we use yoga to ignite your dream life.
0: Always be stretching your body, your mind, your spirit. When you come to your mat, your movement fuels your motivation, you channel your inner power, you achieve your goals.
1: Want to deepen your yoga practice and blossom into your best self on and off the mat? Join Brett in her membership community, Uplifted, for monthly training plans, personalized feedback on your yoga poses, member-only videos, and the ability to download classes across every device.
0: The mat will lead you to what matters most. Your yoga practice will move you forward to your life goals. I'm Brett Larkin. I want to help you ignite your best life through the power of
1: yoga. Try it free at brettlarkin.com Uplifted. Get inspired today.
0: Hello, so in this podcast episode, I've got to tell you, I've actually been a little bit dreading this episode and recording it just because there's so much that now that I'm going over the notes from the life-changing magic of tidying up, there's so much in this book that's actually gold that I don't know if I can do it justice summarizing it. So I'm going to do the absolute best I can, but I'd still really encourage you to pick up a copy if you like this podcast, right? If you're, if you're digging the whole life-changing magic of tidying up philosophy and read the book yourself. It's really rare that I read a book twice, and I think I read this two and a half, maybe three times. So I'm going to do the best I can. And of course, if you are an Uplifted member, there is an Uplifted member-only podcast as well about the life-changing magic of tidying up that goes a lot more into the personal details of how I've been implementing this and some major just breakthroughs I had, I think, in terms of energy and yoga and identity that I had doing this. This podcast, I'm going to focus on, again, summarizing the book the best I can and highlighting the key points from a yogic perspective. So, It's hard to pick where to dive in, but one of the things I thought I'd start with was that Marie Kondo, so if you haven't read the book, it's by Marie Kondo. She is from Japan. She doesn't speak English that well, so her book was translated from Japanese And she's someone who is obsessed with cleaning and organizing stuff from a very young age. So even as a young schoolgirl, she was... It's actually funny. She talks about how she was the one who volunteered to, like, clean up the play space um, when people had chores assigned in school. You know, everyone else wanted to, like, feed the gerbil and stuff. She always wanted to clean. She always wanted to organize. And that's what her whole life has been about and dedicated to. And this book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up is her method for tidying. And it's called the Mary Kondo method. So, or KonMari method, actually, it's like a bridge of her two names. So, so many places I feel like I could dive in here, but let's start with one concept that she talks about in the beginning of the book, which is that we think that tidying is not a skill. And it actually reminds me of a podcast. It might have be the episode before this, actually, where I was at this big YouTube conference and a big YouTuber talked to us about how being really genuine and authentic and being herself on camera was a huge skill you need to learn, which doesn't really make any sense because it's like, why should you have to practice really hard at being yourself and coming across as genuine on camera? But it's actually really hard. And I made that analogy with our yoga practice, right? Like, shouldn't we just wake up as our best self every single day, feeling great and aligned with our core values? Like, shouldn't, if we're, if our true state is bliss, like, shouldn't we just wake up like that every day? And it's like, actually, no, because there's so much else going on in the world. And, you know, you actually need to center yourself by coming to your mat. So sometimes things that are obvious, like we think should just be easy or obvious, aren't. And she starts her book off kind of the same way, talking about how like we all think like if you asked me, do I know how to clean my house? Do I know how to clean up? I'd be like, yeah, that's not a skill. That's, you know, like that's what cleaning ladies do or like I can do it too. Like you just clean stuff. And what she says is no, actually tidying is a skill and it's something that is overlooked because we don't perceive it that way cleaning up is actually something that's very to do it right is like not difficult but just like it's a skill like anything else you need to learn it so that's sort of how she she opens her book and the next question or the next big big point that's cool is she said that tidying is and i love this a special sacred event so her whole method is about tidying all at once In one foul swoop so her method is really designed to set you up so that once you do it your house is clean forever and she has all these stats about you know people she's worked with and people she's consulted with and once she goes and she kind of does her home makeover with them and cleans everything it doesn't clutter up again like it doesn't go back to the way it was their house stays clean forever From that point on and she hasn't had anyone who's relapsed she calls it no relapsing which is also very interesting and the reason she says this works is because her method is like extreme home makeover so how it works is she has you tackle things by room and by category so we'll just start with clothes because that's what she says to start with so in her method if you're going to clean your clothes first of all you should get or like if you're going to tidy First of all, you get very excited because it's like a once in a lifetime or like once every couple years sort of huge event. And you do it all at once at one shot, in one shot. So what she has her clients do and what her method says is if, say for example, you were starting with your clothes, you need to get all your clothes from all over the house and put them in a pile in the center of your room. And that means all the clothes so like even the clothes that are hanging up in your coat closet even the clothes that are in the laundry and she tells her clients that like if the clothing is not in the pile that like it's automatically discarded so you really have to like run around and play hide and seek and find all the clothes so if you were doing socks for example because I did my clothes doing her method as in like tops jeans shirts dresses like all clothes and I included outerwear and jackets but I didn't do underwear or socks so I'm going to tackle those soon but it's like every sock would need to be found for when I did socks and every piece of underwear every underwear would need to be found when I do underwear and the point of this she says is so you can see everything you own in one place and see how shocking it is because a lot of her issues with like traditional storage methods is that storage just lets us hoard more stuff and then we completely forget that we own it and we forget what we have and then it just adds up and adds up and adds up so she really wants her clients and you if you choose to do this to have that visual that like shocking visual of oh my gosh I own this much. And the other reason is because it helps you eliminate duplicates. So that might not be as critical with, you know, clothing. But say, like, in your kitchen, when you pull everything out in one spot, all of a sudden you might see, like, hmm, we have six wine openers. (laughs) Who can relate to that? I don't even drink wine. Like, I don't drink alcohol at all. And my husband barely drinks wine. Why do we have, like, three or six different wine openers? So you start to notice, like, weird duplicates of stuff. Um, or like same with your clothing like I own seven white t-shirts and four of them are stained right like you start to see these duplicates but a lot of times stuff hides in different areas of the house or they hide in different drawers so you'd never see the duplicates unless you pulled everything out at once so her method is you pull everything out you you have this visual shock of how much it is which is really important and then this is the second part of her method, is you pick up each item one by one. So you pick up the first shirt at the top of this pile, right? And you hold it and you ask, does it spark joy? Does this item spark joy within me? And if it sparks joy, you keep it. And if it doesn't spark joy, you put it in a separate pile and you get rid of it. It's really that simple. And it's, it's a little shocking actually, because it's like, It's so cool, I think, what she's saying, because every item should be giving you joy. She wants you to be surrounded by the things you love in life, and she wants you to have this like zen house where there's no clutter and everything is in its place, and you're only surrounded by things you truly, truly love. And... I thought this was really cool because maybe you're like me, but I have like, well, I have the nice yoga clothes I wear when I'm filming and then I have like my regular yoga clothes I wear around the house or like I have my nice outfits I wear for days I, de- I go downtown or I'm doing meetings and I'm dressing up and then I just have like my regular clothes that are like for home or I have my really nice makeup that I wear on camera and then I have like my regular makeup for, right? And and what she's saying is like, No. Sort of just like I talked about in the previous podcast, I already mentioned, like, you know, we were talking about, like, feeling worthy about making time for our practice. Like, you are worthy. Like, your your yoga practice doesn't have to be a reward. Your yoga practice, um, you deserve your yoga practice right off the bat. She's kind of saying, like, you deserve all the best stuff all the time. Like, there's no reason to deny yourself or to have, like, all these duplicates of things Like, just simplify life and just be surrounded only by the things that give you joy all the time. And the other thing she talks about, which I thought was really cool, is that all the objects in your house, all your pieces of clothing have energy and that they all want to be used and loved. So it's sort of like Toy Story, right? Like, you know, Toy Story, like all the toys like want to be the favorite and they want to be loved and they want to be played with. And the toys that are forgotten are really sad. And what she's saying is basically the same thing, like the things that you choose to surround yourself with in your life, like they want to be of use to you, they want to support you. So you're not doing that purse that you've never used or haven't used in four years a favor by keeping it in your closet when that purse could make someone else really happy if you donated it, or it would just be happier you know, not being a burden to you and being thrown away. Like the the things in your life want to be used. They want to be happy. They want to serve you. They have their own energy. And she talks about how she talks to all her objects. So when she gets home to her house, she says like, hi house. Thanks for keeping me warm. When she puts her jacket away with care and she hangs it up on the hanger, she says, thanks jacket. You kept me warm today. Good work, you know, and and she takes her shoes off and she puts them in the exact right place, and she says, "Thanks, shoes, you're great," you know, and especially in the United States, like we just have such a surplus of everything, right? Like it's so much easier to just buy another thing than fix something, right? Like we can always just get more and more and more and more and more all the time, that we sort of forget that it's actually really lovely and powerful to be surrounded by way less but have those things that are less be things that truly we love and that light us up inside. So she has you pick up each item once you have everything together and ask, does this spark joy or does this not spark joy? And it's a really cool exercise to go through (laughs) because you might think like, okay, I'm just holding up a pair of boxers. Like, am I really going to have an opinion about whether this sparks joy or not and you'd be totally surprised because you know they're definitely it's definitely hard and she says it's really important to pick up and feel each object one by one so same thing with books right so she has you do all your clothes she says that's the best place to start with this method is to do all your clothes and then to do all your books as like a next step so she has an order in which she suggests you tackle the things in your house with the book, she said, you know, don't read the book because then you're going to go into analytical thinking, right? Just hold the book, feel the energy of the book, and does this book spark joy for you or not? And it's so lovely, and I think it's really appropriate for us as yoga people because you might pick up that book and be flooded with sensations of like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to read this. I never read it um you know i'm i'm less than i'm not good you know like immediately go into that that voice and instead she just said like if you had been meant to read it you would have already read it right and if it's not speaking to you or bringing you joy just let it go like what's in that book either you already know or you didn't need to read and now it's time to like get it out of your space so it's very much this attitude of a lot of what I think I've also been talking about or trying to talk about recently, which is just that like everything's the way it should be. Like if you were supposed to read that book, you would have read it already. (laughs) Like it's sitting on your shelf. If you still haven't read it three years later, like you're not going to read it next month. And she even has all these data points that back this up with like clients and statistics she's run. It's like, if you don't read the book right when you get it, you're probably not going to read it. Which again, isn't a bad thing, it just means like, let that book go, let it be free, and whatever was in it, you already know, clearly, because like, you weren't compelled to read it, so you don't need it, and if you really do need it, the book will come into your life at another time, and you'll read it then, right? So it's like, so liberating, right? That you don't need to beat yourself up that you didn't read this book. Like, if it doesn't spark joy for you in this moment, let it go, right? Her book could also just be called Let It Go, which is something we say in yoga a lot, something we think about with the exhale, right? Let it go, let it go, let it go. And when we think of the yoga practice as shedding back, like shedding away all the layers that we don't need, right? All the thoughts, all the monkey mind thoughts, all the identity, you know, issues, like the way we think we need to show up, who we need to be for other people. You know, we're just shedding all of that away and coming back to our true self, Her method is the exact same thing. She is saying like de-layer, like get rid of anything that doesn't really spark joy for you. So it's like a coming home in the same way that yoga is a coming home because we're unconscious. We don't realize that we're being surrounded by all this stuff (laughs) and that it actually is having an effect on our energy and our home we don't realize that we're we're given stuff all the time like i was just at this you know how many people have gone to a conference or been given a gift by someone else and like you're just constantly letting stuff into your space and home and she's saying no 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 unless something gives you joy It doesn't deserve to be there it shouldn't be there not just for you but for the sake of the object itself it doesn't want to be in a house where it's not wanted it doesn't want to be in the back of your closet where it's collecting cobwebs that's not fair to the object and it's not fair to you here's a quote i love she says everything you own wants to be of use to you even if you throw it away or burn it it will only leave behind the energy of wanting to be of service freed from its physical form, it will move around your world as energy, letting other things know that you are a special person. And it goes on and on. But I mean, how beautiful is that? So she says, when you part with something, don't beat yourself up and be like, oh, I never use this. You know, instead, just send that object off joyfully with words like, you know, thanks for thanks for finding me. Thanks for coming into my life. Have a good journey. Even if you're throwing it away, you can say, see you again soon. You know, stuff circles back to us in weird ways. So she says, get rid of those things that no longer spark joy and, you know, make a little parting ceremony to launch them onto a new journey. And you can use this as an occasion to actually celebrate. So she says that she really believes that your possessions are happier and more vibrant when you let them go. (laughs) Here's another great quote from the book. She says, don't you think it's unnatural for us to possess things that don't bring us joy or things that we don't really need? And then she says, I believe that owning only what we love and what we need is the most natural condition. By putting our house in order, we can live in our natural state. We can choose those things that bring us joy and cherish what is truly precious in our lives. She says nothing is as great as being able to do something simple and natural like this. So I'm going to go deeper in the member-only podcast about some breakthroughs I had when I was going through my stuff and the, and go a lot more into detail on does it spark joy or not. So if you're an Uplifted member, be sure to look for that podcast and tune in. And if you're interested in becoming a member, brettlarkin.com forward slash Uplifted. Just try and join for free. See if you like it. Um, And So for the rest of this podcast, I really want to give you guys some tools so that even if you don't read the book or you can't afford the book, that you could start doing this with just some practical tips from, from the book. So as I've already mentioned, she suggests that you start with your clothing, so starting in the bedroom, so starting with clothing, and you can go category by category. She then says to do books next, and then she says to do what she calls kimono, which is just like miscellaneous items throughout the house. So her order for that is she says you should do first CDs and DVDs, then you should do skincare products, then makeup, then accessories, then valuables like passports and credit cards and stuff, um, electrical equipment, right? You know how many duplicate cords do we all have for everything? So he says anything that seems vag- vaguely electric. Seven. You should do household equipment, um, and then you should do household supplies like medicine and detergents. You should do then the kitchen, and then you should do everything else like spare change and figurines. And then, very last, you should do you know personal items. One thing that she also said that I loved about presents, right, uh, is that the true purpose of a present is to be received, right? She says, presents are not things, but a means for conveying someone's feelings. So you should never feel guilty if you part with a gift that someone gave you. You just thank it for the joy that the gift gave you when you first received it from the person. And like, of course, it would be great if you could use that that gift with joy. but the person who gave it to you probably doesn't want you to use it out of like a sense of guilt or shame or obligation, right? Um, So when you discard it or donated it, if you don't want it, she says you're doing that for the sake of the giver as well. So I actually put this into practice right away. My husband was really proud of me because when we were traveling in Italy, I saw an old friend of mine and she gave us a gift and, you know, I was traveling in Italy and Um, We were switching hotel rooms and he saw saw that I had put it in the trash and I got it just the day before and we were switching hotels and he was like, why is this in the trash? You know, don't we need to take it home? And I was like, nope, (laughs) because I just knew I wasn't going to use it and I knew it wasn't really our style and i was ready and willing to part with it right there and then i mean the gift had already served its purpose which was like a lovely 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 gesture from my friend to me and i absorbed her energy when she gave it to me and i you know still feel grateful for the gift and that gesture that she gave but i completely detached that from like having to physically own the object for the rest of my life and it's and i just let it go right away and left it in the hotel room and Who knows? Maybe it'll find me again. Um, I'm not really sure. But it was just so liberating to just be able to completely separate the fact that just because someone gave it to you, you need to keep it. Because as Marie Kondo says, the true purpose of a gift is to receive the feeling, the energy, the blessing of the thing from the person. And it's not really so much about the object at all. So that's the order you should move through things in. Some additional practical tips that I wanted to give you was like, don't tackle this all at once, right? This is a long project, you know, gathering everything in one place is a lot of work. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think she claims, I don't know, but I think she claims that she does this with people in a day or maybe two days or a course of three days. I'm not really sure, but I personally could not imagine doing this. Um, that that quickly because it creates complete chaos in in your home um, when you pull everything out so I'd suggest definitely doing on a weekend start in the morning when you have time and just go category category by category so I did my clothes next I'm going to do I've done my books so I I have you know my list of stuff that I'm going to move through um according to her method and I'm tackling one at a time and it's exciting. It's like gearing up for the Super Bowl or something. I get really excited about it. It always feels amazing after you throw away so much stuff. I have some photos of my clothing cleaning process that I can share, but I literally gave away maybe three quarters of what I own. And I've never felt better. And I and you don't miss any of it. So a lot of in the book too, she just quells your fears and your worries that, you know, a lot of reasons we keep things is like, we're like, oh, but what if one day I need this? And she's just like, just throw all your stuff away. That never happens. (laughs) Same thing. Like she says, you can throw away all the manuals for all the electronic stuff you own. Um, You know, it's like, you can just look it up on the internet. You don't need any of that. Like all the cables that you don't know what they're for. She's like, just throw them away. Like worst case, you can just buy another one when the time comes if you really need to. Um, just so many things that you're you're just like afraid or, you know, you don't realize you're afraid, but you are afraid. You're like, can I throw this away? What if one day someone comes to visit and they need this poncho? It's like, no, just throw it away. You can handle whatever comes up later. And And that's also like a huge yogic concept in this book that like, You don't need to prepare for, like, every scenario right now. Like, you are capable and, you know, life is flowing with you. And if you have a guest come, all of a sudden you can buy guest bedding. You don't need, like, extra sheets and extra everything right now and to be storing all this stuff. Like, you can just kind of roll with it for lack of a better term. Um, some other practical, really cool tips that are in the book. If you're not going to pick it up, I wanted to mention, or even if you've read the book, it's good to hear these things multiple times is that she's a huge fan of stacking things, um, vertically. So she never stacks anything horizontally just because it takes up less space and it's easier. So for example, you wouldn't stack books on top of one another. You would, you'd, um, put them on a shelf where they're the long way. So even her laptop, right? She says she stores the long way. So every time she can, she stores vertically um, instead of stacking things horizontally. That's kind of a fun tip. Um, Another thing that I thought was fun was with her stuff about the closet. She arranges her clothing so that um, the shorter items of clothing, like tank tops or, you know, short things, um, are on the left and longer things, sorry, the longer things are on the left and the shorter things are on the right. So just like we like graphs that are up and to the right, right? Um, your clothing is also in your closet is going to be up and to the right. So longer things are on the left and shorter things are on the right. So visually, you can see up and to the right. And to the extent you can have darker things towards the left and lighter things towards the right. Um, these are just sort of like fun hacks. But again, this is all the energy of your home, which is where you spend most of your time. So it's really worthwhile to have the energy in the home the way you want it. Um, it's sort of like your, your outside environment can affect what's inside and vice versa. Here's a quick quote from her about the electrical appliances and throwing stuff away. Um, she says some people save boxes for electrical appliances, right? So like the box that your TV screen came in and all that stuff, um, because they think they can get more money for the appliances if they ever sell them. So my husband and I definitely do this, right? We have the boxes for all our stuff. She says, this, however, is a waste. She says, if you consider the rent or mortgage you pay, turning your space into a storage shed for empty boxes costs you more than what you would earn by selling the appliance in a box. You don't need to keep the boxes for moving either. You can worry about finding suitable boxes when the time comes. It's a shame to let a boring box take up room in your house just because you might need it someday. Um... And she said, same, unidentified cords. If you see electronical cords and you wonder what on earth it's for, chances are you'll never use it again, right? Um, mysterious cords will always remain a mystery. And she says, if you're worried and you think you might need it if something breaks, she says, just don't be. She says, I've seen countless homes with duplicates of the same cord, but a tangle of cords just makes it harder to find the right one. In the end, it's quicker to buy a new one. So... Um, She's also just saying, you know, like your time is valuable. the The storage space you're pl- you're paying for your house is valuable. Like, do you want to be, um, paying to host like empty boxes? And you know, do you want to have all these cords if like they're all so tangled that you can never find the right one when you need it? So it's all just really just like about simplifying, and valuing your time and your life. In a really cool way. I think it's really cool. Um, Another uh, hack or tip that she she says is to use shoe boxes to divide everything up. And I can't believe I forgot this. She also has a very special way of folding things. So instead of folding things, like when I was talking about how she doesn't stack things horizontally, she's all about vertically, she folds her clothing so that it stands vertically, so it takes up way less space in drawers, and so you can see everything clearly. And that to me has been one of my favorite parts is how she does her folding and I'd really encourage you You can also watch YouTube videos about how to fold um, the KonMari method of folding if you google it you'll find it Um, and there's just so many other little gems and tricks like how she stores underwear how she folds socks you know lots of little details like socks don't want to be rolled I always rolled my socks Um, you know they don't want to do that so she has her own way to actually fold everything Um, And when it comes to more precious items like photos or mementos, um, she said, you know, we live in the present. So no matter how wonderful things used to be or how touching a photo is, if it doesn't spark joy when you touch it, you need to let it go, right? We can't live in the past. So the joy and the excitement that we're feeling now, today, in the here and now is more important. So you need to pick up every item from the old photo albums and all this stuff and ask, does it spark joy or does it not? And if not, let it go. And so much, and again, I'll talk about this more in the member-only podcast, about all of this is just like about facing your fears, right? Because maybe you're keeping that old photo album because you're like, well, I'm afraid I'll forget. Or, I'm afraid so-and-so would be mad at me if they knew I, I threw it out. Or, you know, I'm afraid... You know, someone will need this. And it it seems silly, like, all these subtle, stupid fears we have. But it's so liberating to face them and let them go and just be like, you know what? I'm throwing this photo album away because I am going to remember these photos (laughs) and my grandfather and all this stuff. I don't don't need to be having this huge, dusty album with me. Like, I trust myself to remember the stuff that's important I'm going to remember. I don't need... 3,000 photos from the photo album. Maybe I'll just go through them, find one photo that sparks joy and just keep that or really just keep none of them because I trust myself to remember this stuff is in me. I don't need the physical insurance, right? Or same thing with like someone coming to visit. Like I'll just trust that the weather will be good when they come to visit and if they need something, we'll go get them something, right? Like it's just this attitude That's really cool and valuing the present as opposed to the past or the future. And that's one of the reasons her book is so Zen at the end of the day. And I thought so just revolutionary and kind of cool because with every item, if it doesn't spark joy, you're either holding on to it because it gives you a memory of the past. Like I noticed I had all this old jewelry that I didn't want to let go of because it reminded me of the time in my life where I wore that jewelry. I haven't worn that jewelry in, in like 10 years. But I was keeping all of it because A, it was made by a close friend of mine. B, I used to wear it all the time. And it just reminds me of being like in my early 20s when I was so excited about life. And, you know, I'm still excited about life, but it was just, it reminds me of that phase of my life. And so I'm like keeping all this jewelry and it's moved with me three times to three different houses or apartments or whatever over the past 10 years. And I don't wear any of it. I realized I was keeping it because there was a small part of me that still wanted to be connected with that time in my life and not forget it. And I was doing it through this jewelry. And then I just acknowledged, like I actually put my hand on my heart and I was like, that was such a great time in my life and I'm never going to forget it. Like I don't need these earrings or these like eight pairs of earrings to remember that time. Like it's a part of me, it's in me. And then I was able to let all that jewelry go. And then other times you'll 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 find an item if it doesn't spark joy. you'll realize you're keeping it because you're worried about the future. Right? Like, what if I need this someday? What if someone who's visiting needs this one day? What if I have three friends visiting me at once from out of town and they all need ponchos because it's raining? It's like ridiculous, right? So, we're always, it's just, it's a very nice way to see like, are you living in the past? Are you worried about the past? Are you thinking about the future? And if an item doesn't spark joy, that's the reason you're keeping it. Either like past worries or future worries. (laughs) Um, so it's, it's really powerful. I'll go more into this on the member only podcast. This has been a long one. I want to wrap it up. Definitely check out the book, life changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. I've tried to cover as many of the highlights and my favorite parts, but again, I was pretty daunted doing this podcast because her book is really chock full of information. And if you do pick it up, just know that the first half about her childhood Um, You know, it's nice, but I didn't find it as exciting as the second half. The second half of the book, she really dives into the methodology. Stuff gets really zen. You realize everything she's talking about like kind of is yoga manifested in your physical world with your objects that surround you. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in.
1: This episode was brought to you by Uplifted. Try Brett's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com slash train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love.
0: Remember. Now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. Our yoga together can ignite your destiny. Until next time, this is Brett Larkin. Always come to your mat. Always be stretching your body, your mind, your soul. From my heart to yours, namaste.